Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Just don't be afraid of getting into tech if you think it's the right thing and just go for it. There's no right or wrong ways of doing it. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast. I am in Christchurch, New Zealand. So, so thrilled to be here. It's been great to experience a city that is invigorated with innovation. And I'm sitting here in the Epic Innovation space with Sara. Am I saying it right? I'm in trouble. Yep. Okay, perfect. Who's actually from Portugal, but here in New Zealand. So we have to get that whole story. Go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody. Right. So I'm Sara. Um, I'm Portuguese and I ended up in New Zealand because I met a Kiwi in London. Of course. Wait, what? Yeah. The, uh, there's so much going on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so I am UI UX designer. And when I finished my schooling, I went to London and started working there. Oh, shortly after I met my partner who was a Kiwi. And we just decided, well, let's go to New Zealand. Let's just do it. Yeah. And now is he from Christchurch? Um, he grew up here, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, and how long have you lived here? <laughs> Two months, actually. Oh, wait. Did you just... I just moved in. Yeah. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. So let's get into the meat of it, since it is the Women in Tech podcast. When did you first fall in love with technology? You know, I fell in love with technology by accident, actually. I got into computers and assembling computers, but that was it. I decided to study a design degree. Three weeks in, I decided this is not for me. But right next door, there was this multimedia degree, and they were doing all of this cool stuff. Yeah. And I just decided that's what I want to do. Okay, this is really interesting because you said that a design degree wasn't for you, but usually when people talk about UX or UI, it means design. So what does the word design mean to you? And then what does UX mean to you and UI? Because I just got schooled yesterday that UX is not UI, and uh, it was very interesting. So what do all those terms mean to you? Well, design is a loaded word. It can mean a lot of things. It really can. That particular design was very traditional design, uh, graphic design, product design. Um, UX for me is more about thinking how things work and how everything holds together. UI is more how do things look. It, they are all related in a way. And which one do you feel passionate about? I quite like UX and business analysis. I, I feel they go, go hand in hand too. What does it, and what does business analysis mean to you? Um, having to understand, okay, so what are we trying to do here? Why do we want to do this? What are the business objectives and mm -hmm. what, how does this benefit the users? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and 
when you first came in touch with technology growing up, like talk about that experience first. Well, we didn't get a computer until I was eight or nine. Yeah. My parents had a ZX Spectrum. That was cool. <laughs> it still works. It's amazing. You still have it? Yeah. That's all. I love how excited you are about yeah. it. <laughs> all of that loading, beep, beep, all of those noises. It was awesome. Uh, we didn't get internet until fairly late, too, yeah. until I was 12 or 13 at home. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that was necessarily bad. Right. I know some people started really young and they get into coding when they were six or seven, copying things from magazines. Right. That didn't happen for me. And I think that's fine, actually. It doesn't have to be the same for everyone. And when did it parlay into coding? And then when did you become a tech professional? Well, it was when I decided to do this multimedia degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learned some coding there. Then I started my first job and it was a small company. So you have to do everything. Yeah. And that was great. So you just pick up bits and pieces as yeah. you have to. You're an, a natural born startup culture kind of person. I find that some people freak out over the startup culture and doing a little bit of everything. And then some people embrace it. Yeah, it works for me. What would you say has been uh, your biggest challenge in learning technology? Like what has been the hardest part that you've overcome successfully? I think sometimes it's hard not to have someone that knows more than you that you can ask, Hey, I'm stuck with this. Can you help me? Yeah. For me, that's the harder part. If you have someone, it's just so much more easier. Yeah. A mentor. Yes. Yeah. And we were talking about that actually in an earlier interview. Do you have a mentor? And um, no, actually. <laughs> and, and have you had a mentor? No, that's something I wish I had had. And so let's talk about it. I mean, th- we have so many people listening right now. Yeah. And and I know that my mentor, Deborah Hockmeyer, is just life changing and how what an impact she makes on my life. What would you look for in a mentor? I mean, because you don't know she may be listening right now. Yeah. Um, I think it's someone that knows more than me and that can teach me things that I necessarily might not be aware that I need to know in this industry. I know it's very broad. But I think it's more someone who's older and has more experience than you, even if it's not in exactly the same field. Right, right. Yeah, or tangentially related. And what are you looking for in a mentor? How do you feel that they could support you in your growth? Um, Give me pointers and being able to have good discussions with them where you feel like you can learn something. And I I hope it goes both ways, you know. Totally. Being mutually beneficial. Yeah. Like if you could have your dream position, dream job, dream company, what is, and let's say there were no blocks, anything in the world is possible. What would that dream be? You know, I think I'd like to be part of a company, say money is no objection, yeah. resources. I'd like to be reforesting a lot of land that was left neglected. It's completely not related with technology. I know. Oh, wow. No, yeah. no, it's okay. Say yeah. it again. Yeah. I'd like to reforest places that are now neglected and they will be deserts in the future if nothing is done. So you'd want to work towards sustainability. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe there's, I mean, I know I was just on the phone with um, an organization in Los Angeles called Lacey, who focuses on utilizing technology to um, support sustainability. And so maybe there is a way that you build in the two worlds that you love, essentially. And tell us what tips would you give us for the girls that are going, I don't know why I'm saying girls today, girls, guys, whoever, that are going to school for the first time and trying to figure out where they want to be in the tech world. What kind of advice would you give them? Maybe try a bit of everything if you can. If you can do some internships and 
work in companies even during summertime for two months because sometimes what you think you want to do and what you actually want to do is very different. Right. Yeah. Try and get a taste for it. And it doesn't have to be the same for everyone. What worked for me might not work for someone else. What project have you worked on that has you've been the most proud of? (laughs) Um, The one I'm working on, it's quite complex. Uh, It's around data warehousing. I'm contracting for a company. And I think I'm proud of it just because it's, it's very complex and there's a lot going on in there. And I'm working with really smart people. And, and at any point did you feel that, I don't know if I can do this? There was a bit of panic at times, yeah. but then you just have to carry on, persevere, and you'll get there. I love it. That's, that's like totally what I was hoping to hear. I love it. And um, in, where in Portugal are you from? I'm from the north. I'm from the area where the port wine is made, by the way. A place called Vila Real that most people probably never heard of. And, and now you live in Christchurch. What is the difference of the tech spaces and culture in the two? You know, I've been away for so long now that I honestly don't know. I know that Lisbon is taking off now. There's yeah. a lot of tech companies starting there. And it's changed so much in the last two yeah. years since I was there. I honestly don't know. I think Web Summit had a lot to do yeah. with the thriving tech space in Lisbon. Because for those, we've been to Lisbon, interviewed a bunch of women in tech in Lisbon. And um, Web Summit used to be in Dublin and now they're in Lisbon. And I think they're just bringing that kind of awareness. They even had a whole women in tech there and a meetup in Lisbon. It was really cool. Um, so, and tell us, why did you choose to work out of here, the innovation, the Epic Innovation Well, space? I work at the Ministry of Awesome, which is just 50 meters from here. Tell us about Ministry of Awesome. Um, well, they are, it's a co-working space, or the Awesome HQ is, and the Ministry of Awesome is focused in incubating business and starting business out. Um, it's a quite cool space, and one of the reasons I chose it actually was, oh, there are women here. It's not just full of dudes. <laughs> But it's a pretty nice space and interesting people working there, doing good things. I think that's important. And where can people find you online? How can they connect with you further? Uh, my website is sarah.nz. Nice and simple. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. I know, right? Yeah, that's amazing. And can you spell it for everybody just in case? Yeah. S-A-R-A dot N-Z. And I thought always you needed the dot N-Z dot C-O. Not anymore. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that has recently. That's crazy. That's so cool. Like Sarah, Sarah.nz. That's it. That's a, I'm no, no. blown away. That's you got lucky. That's yeah. incredible. Um, great. And are you on social at all? And uh, not really, actually. That's okay. Yeah. Um, anything that you wanted to share before we wrap up? Yeah, just don't be afraid of getting into tech if you think it's the right thing, and just go for it. There's no right or wrong ways of doing it. When you come across a challenge, something that feels impossible, what kind of mental mind tricks do you use to overcome it and do it anyway? Break it up. And most importantly, just don't think about it for a day or two. Have a break. And then once you get back to it, things will make more sense. Yeah. Take a walk. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast, Sarah. This has been, or Sarah, like I have to pronounce it right. So, it, it, is it the Portugal thing? It's like, that's how in Portuguese you say, Sarah. It's not, yeah, yeah, Sarah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you being on the show. You guys make sure to say hello at Women Tech Show on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. I will talk to you guys here. You guys see you guys in the next episode. Bye. UpGuard, one of my favorite companies in Mountain View, combines asset discovery, security ratings, and vendor questionnaires for the only complete cyber risk solution. Not only do they keep us safe online, they empower women in tech internally. They focus on hiring female engineers to make sure that we rise to the top. So I welcome you to take a look at their job opportunities from Mountain View to New York, New York to Sydney, Australia. They are a company worth exploring. Their mentorship culture is magnetic. Mention the Women in Tech podcast when you apply. Just as they celebrate women in tech, we want to celebrate you too. So make sure to let us know when you've reached out to UpGuard and we'll make sure to feature you on the Women in Tech social channels. We believe in you. UpGuard.com. Visit them for yourself. You'll see exactly what I mean. As you've heard, I've been really inspired by a mentor figure named Deborah Hockemeyer to explore the powerful light that Deborah Hockemeyer is. Be sure to check her out on LinkedIn. And we have a Women in Tech podcast episode featuring Deborah that aired July 3rd. So just scroll down on the Women in Tech podcast to find that episode. The Women in Tech podcast is an independent production funded by you, the community. To support Women in Tech, if you believe in the vision as much as we do, please consider going to womenintechpodcast.com. That's womenintechpodcast.com and just click on the contribution link to keep this podcast going. Thank you. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.